Welcome to LifeBeat. I'm your host, Chris Gass, Rights Life of Michigan's Director of Communication and Education. Joining us today is our Education and Events Coordinator, Katherine Kinsey. Welcome, Katherine. Thank you. So we have a lot to talk about this week. We had a lot happen. Yeah. Uh, first, we're going to talk about our uh, dismemberment uh, ban, which is on the march in the legislature. Then we're going to talk about our ongoing series in 2019 uh, about abortion myths. And this, uh, this month's myth is all about Planned Parenthood. Um, and then we have a couple of stories related to them, uh, good news, bad news. Yes. And so we'll get to that. So first, a dismemberment ban. This week in the Michigan House and the Michigan Senate, uh, they had committee hearings on our legislation. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, our dismemberment bill is very simple. It just adds a dismemberment abortion, which is also called a D&E abortion, a late-term abortion procedure, to our partial birth abortion ban. Uh, pretty much straightforward. That's all the bill does. Just mm -hmm. it uses that existing partial birth abortion ban and just adds dismemberment abortion and treats it the same in terms of penalties. Uh, straightforward, right? Should be. Right. And dismemberment abortions, I would say, are equally as gruesome and grotesque as a partial birth abortion, correct? Correct. And one, you're tearing in a dismemberment abortion, you're literally dismembering the child, tearing uh, him or her from limb, limb from limb, mm -hmm. uh, and then crushing their skull. And then in a partial birth abortion, you're stabbing them in the head and suctioning their brains out. Sorry to our listening audience for being frank, but that's what abortion is. Right. And so, um, which would you say is more grotesque? To stab someone in the head or to rip them apart limb from limb? I mean, there's, there's no choosing between those. I don't know. I, I might say, you know, uh, it'd be worse to be dismembered limb from limb. It, you would uh, take longer to die and True. maybe more painful. So uh, there you go. And so uh, the logic of that is pretty simple. These are late-term abortions uh, using a very grotesque procedure, uh, a procedure so grotesque that to just to look at it is to understand how inhumane it is, and so to look at it is to oppose it, really. Really, yeah. And so that's all we did. We come to the legislature. We're going to ban this. Here's a description of it. It should be pretty straightforward, Catherine. Mm -hmm. However, our opponents with Planned Parenthood and the ACLU and the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists, which is sadly just an extension to Planned Parenthood on abortion issues, mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to talk about that, do they? No. They want to talk about... What, what else do they want to talk about? Anything but. <laughs> Anything but. So uh, in the hearings, their people have said that, oh, well, this is... Uh, we need this to save women's lives, which is not true because mm. every law that we have always has an exception for the life of the mother. Uh, this is the standard of care. And so whatever the abortion industry decides they want to do apparently is the standard yeah. of care and is beyond question. So they want to appeal to their medical authority. Um, they said it's between a woman and her doctor, although as we like to point out, they don't believe that. They believe it should be a, between a woman and just any random person in an abortion right. clinic because they don't even want to restrict abortions to uh, being performed by doctors. And again, these, these people have no ongoing relationship with the women in almost every case. The women are in and out like an assembly line. So what doctor-patient relationship? Exactly. Uh, what else did they talk about? Uh, they talked about this is a concerted effort to, uh, this is 
uh, you know, from us, and we're just, we have this concerted effort to ban abortion throughout the country. Um, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone not think that the pro-life movement wants right. that? We just want to, but, um, you know, they're just distracting from the, you know, to an average person, and there's a lot of people out there who don't always agree with us that all abortion should be illegal, and they certainly don't agree with Planned Parenthood that every abortion should be illegal. And so, why, because we have that disagreement, should the majority of people who oppose late-term abortion be ignored? Right. Because they want to keep doing abortions, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty simple. Um, so they want to talk about all these things and go off on all these rabbit trails. Uh, one member of the House of Representatives in the committee asked, uh, you know, tried to say that uh, the unborn children aren't human beings and when does life begin and mm -hmm. do women have a right to their body? And they want to talk about everything except for this procedure. And that should tell us everything we need to know. Right. To, to describe this procedure is to oppose it because the inhumanity is uh, undeniable. Exactly. So um, we're going to keep, uh, keep at it in the legislature. So the House and the Senate both had hearings. They didn't have a vote on either of those bills uh, in those committees. Uh, majority, of the, uh, majority of each committee has been endorsed by the RLM PAC. So we can expect that uh, those committees will have another set of hearings and they'll have a final vote. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll have more testimony again. So we can say how violent and awful this is, and the other side can talk about everything but how violent and awful this is. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see what happens, and hopefully those committees will uh, get them passed, maybe as soon as next week, and then they'll be on to the full House and Senate for approval. So I think it should be, we can't reiterate that enough. You know, they don't want to talk about what an abortion is because... That's the nature yeah. of abortion. They'll it's a violent procedure. To just distract from it. Anything. And so for pro-life people out there, let this be a big lesson to you. Um, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't answer objections to the pro-life position, um, especially if they're very reasonable. Uh, you shouldn't, it doesn't mean you shouldn't ever talk about all the other side issues that we deal with in the pro-life movement. But the other side's sole goal is to distract you from what actually goes on in an abortion because... When we hold abortion up in the light of day, mm -hmm. uh, no, uh, I don't want to say, not, you know, obviously abortionists know exactly what they're doing and they think it's fine, but I would say most people can't look at abortion right in the face and say that's right. okay. Yeah. All right. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, follow us on our, go to our website, rtl.org. Follow us on our social media. Uh, we'll keep you updated on every step through the process. All right, so throughout 2019, we're doing this series on abortion myths. Uh, we're going down all the rabbit trails. I just told people, don't go on the rabbit trails, and what are we doing? We're spending all of the year going down rabbit trails. Yes. But um, I think it's important to have an answer for these. Uh, so if you get confronted with a rabbit trail, you can say, no, that's not true. Uh, for this reason, hey, mm -hmm. let's talk about how bad abortion is because it's really bad. Right. Um, and so a lot of the legislation and action that we've been dealing with lately, uh, defunding Planned Parenthood, they are the main opponent to every piece of legislation uh, that we promote. Planned Parenthood is the leader of the abortion industry. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's really important for us to point that out because a lot of people don't, some people don't even believe that Planned Parenthood does abortions, Catherine. Really? Have yeah. you ever run into that? Well, not 
I guess I guess I can see that happening for sure. Well, I've worked here for 10 years, and it, it does happen that you run into a person who has this unshakable belief yeah. that Planned Parenthood doesn't do any abortions, even though that they are the number one abortion provider on the planet right. in the country. About a third of all the abortions in the United States happen in Planned Parenthood facilities. It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, it really But should. it is this hard. And a lot of the reason that uh, some of those people have that belief, or a lot of people uh, believe the, the main myth that uh, abortion is just a small part of what Planned Parenthood right. does. Um, and the, the most often way that you see this myth presented is 3%. 3%, Catherine. Yeah. Three, it's only 3% of what we do. Um, you know, killing puppies is only 3% of what we do at this, uh, at the Humane Society. <laughs> so support the Humane Society, right, Catherine? Right. That's logical. Yeah, it's entirely logical, you know. Uh, in a hospital, only 3% of our patients are deliberately killed. The other 97% we treat. Yeah. Now come to our hospital for care. <laughs> I'm sure you'll probably be in the 97%, right? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so even if you took that myth at face value, it's, it's monstrous that uh, an organization that performs over 320,000 abortions every year uh, can uh, downplay that as if it's no big deal. Right. Well, uh, it's not exactly true. It's not even close to being true. So if you actually look at the numbers, and I think the simplest way of doing this is saying Planned Parenthood sees uh, 2.4 million patients a year, mm -hmm. and uh, of those patients, 330, 320,000 get abortions. Now, if you do the math, is that 3%? I don't have a calculator in front of me, but <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's more than ten percent, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, because ten percent of two point four million would be uh, two hundred forty thousand. Yeah. Am I doing that math right? I, I think so. Are you sure? I'm following along. I don't know. I, I have to. I should just trust what Planned Parenthood says. Yeah. Why would they possibly? <laughs> who, what, who would they? What would they have to gain from deceiving people? <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you come to this fresh, and <laughs> I come to this after 10 years of dealing with people like, Planned Parenthood doesn't perform abortions. Yeah. But they do. I know. Um, they do. But you know, when we get some people, they just don't know, and you have to walk with them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're doing with this series. Yes. Um, so when you do that math, no, uh, abortion is not 3% of what they do. Another way you could look at this is uh, how many women come to Planned Parenthood for pregnancy tests. Now, the vast majority of women, I think everyone can agree, uh, is going to Planned Parenthood for a pregnancy test because they intend on having an abortion. Mm -hmm. And they provide more than one million pregnancy tests in a year. Now, some of those women may be coming back multiple times, just as some of those women who have abortions are there multiple times because mm -hmm. we know the repeat abortion rate is 50%. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, if you divide uh, one million by 2.4 million, um, you're getting awfully close to about 50% of yeah. what they do involves abortion-minded women. Right. So that's another way of looking at it. Now, how, now, Planned Parenthood, if you look at their numbers over the years through their annual reports, and this is important, we always say, you know, we're looking at their annual reports. These are numbers that Planned Parenthood voluntarily publishes on their own. Yes. Now, oftentimes you can show an annual report from Planned Parenthood to an abortion supporter, a Planned Parenthood supporter, and they won't believe it. <laughs> Maybe I'm an expert at forging uh, PDF documents yeah. 
if I am, I'm in the wrong line of business. You know, I should go work <laughs> for the CIA or something. But um, you, you can show people these annual reports and they won't believe it. But all these numbers, we're not making them up. They come from mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood's annual reports. If you go through the years, you'll see that the number of clients that they serve uh, keeps dropping. They were over 3 million clients a few years ago. Now they're down to 2.4 million clients. And then on the same time frame, the amount of abortions they provided has gone way up. Um, I think in the last 20 years, they've doubled the amount of abortions yeah. they provide. And so uh, it's an interesting math question. If Planned Parenthood is always serving fewer and fewer patients and providing fewer and fewer of their core services, you know, like they talk about a lot, like contraceptives, mm -hmm. uh, uh, breast care, all those things. If that keeps going down and abortions keeps going up, yeah. how does it what always does magically 3%? <laughs> it's almost as if, Catherine, someone is just fudging the numbers. Yeah, someone's being to always, very careful about this. Right. Uh, almost as if they don't want to have to pay, you know, if the number were 4% to actually have to redo all uh -oh. their materials. <laughs> um, they wouldn't do that, would they, Catherine? No. <laughs> Jeez, you're so trusting of Planned Parenthood. Are you sure you work for the right organization? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so what they do, if you look at an annual report over the years, and uh, all you have to do is get a couple of them. Um, most of them are publicly available. You can find them either on Planned Parenthood's website or a couple of pro-life organizations have their older ones, um, which they don't always keep up on their website. Uh, you can see that every year they add new categories of services. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes they're literally other, in which case what's <laughs> other could be anything. Other. Um, or they will do, uh, I like how they list out, well, we do this many well women exams. Mm -hmm. Now, what's part of a well woman exam? Uh, a STD test, a gynecological exam, a breast exam. They list all those all services. Those things are different. So, right, if you go to them for a well woman exam, um, you, th you think you went there for one service, but you actually received like four, five services. Yeah. And so every, every time that they get in danger of losing that 3% number, this, they like clockwork, like clockwork, <laughs> Catherine, it's a, it's a miracle. Yeah. It's, it it's really a healthcare is. miracle. <laughs> um, and it's so obvious what they're doing is they've, they, they treat this service number, they define it as any discrete clinical interaction. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, uh, I should go into PR for uh, like Uncle Ed's Oil Shop or Valvoline yeah. or Quaker State, and I should convince them to list out all of the services they provide their customers uh, as discrete automotive interactions. So, you know, yes. next time you get an oil change, well, you didn't just get one service there, Catherine. <laughs> think of all the services they provided you. Uh, four tires got refilled. Mm -hmm. uh, your fluid, your washer fluid got topped yeah. off. Uh, they changed your oil filter, the air filter in your cabin. Yeah. And if you get talked into all the other little extras, why, they could have provided you 10 services. Yeah, maybe even clean my windshield. Oh my gosh, 11 <laughs> services. That's a lot of services. And so, uh, you know, oil changes are only a small part of what oil change shops do, Catherine. Yeah. Only just, a tiny bit. Just a little percent. Right. Um, you know, if you go to a sporting event, you know, if you went to the bathroom there, if you mm -hmm. bought a hot dog and a beer, you know, Tiger Stadium, uh, you know, 95% of their services don't have to do with baseball. Yeah. Only 5% of their services involve the actual game on the field. Right. Right. Um, that makes sense, right? Logical, yeah. That, <laughs> 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 oh, we're butchering that word today. 
Well, uh, yeah, Planned Parenthood, they, they don't want to fess up to being the leader of the abortion movement, usually. Although, uh, as we talked about in the podcast recently, their new president, Leanna mm-hmm. Wen, has uh, come out and said, plain as day, our abortion is our core mission. Yeah. That's it's almost sh- surprising that it, she actually said that. It is surprising. You know, they, um, every new president they get, they seem to go through a different uh, a swing. And so uh, right before uh, Wen took over as president, they started getting into all these other political issues mm-hmm. like uh, immigration, climate change, um, any sort of uh, culture war, hot button issue mm-hmm. uh, they were getting involved in, which has really nothing to do with, uh, yeah. you know, their, their core mission is supposed to be birth control and now is abortion. Um, one of their presidents that got them into abortion, her name was Faye Waddleton. Um, she talked about abortion a lot, and then they went through this stage where they didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now they're back to it. And so uh, we'll see how long that strategy lasts. Uh, Planned Parenthood, is you could tell by how often they use that myth that they know that they're most successful uh, when people don't believe they provide abortions. Right. For them, it's a benefit when hapless people believe that they provide zero abortions. Yeah. Um, you don't want too many of those people because they still need all the abortion income coming in. Right. But it's helpful to them to have people completely misunderstand what they do. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an interesting public relations strategy, isn't it? So uh, most public relations strategies is you want people knowing exactly what you do. Right. Um, you want to, if you work for, uh, in public relations for the Detroit Tigers, you want the people to know all about your players. Mm-hmm. You want to provide inside looks of practices and what's going on. Uh, you want to make people feel like part of your organization. In Planned Parenthood, I mean, sure, they want you to wear a pink shirt and show up to a rally every once in a while, but they really don't want you to know about what's going on inside of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. They don't want an inside look at abortion. They don't even want to describe what a dismemberment abortion does. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish one of these legislators would uh, just get one of these. They usually have uh, at least one abortionist come up and testify and just ask them to describe step by step by step how you do a dismemberment abortion and see what the abortionists uh, will do and how they try to use euphemisms. I would, yeah. I would pay money to see that. Um, so if you're a legislator and you're listening, uh, next time you're up there, uh, I didn't clear this with Genevieve, <laughs> I could have, could have two weeks ago on our podcast, but uh, ask that question just to see what happens. Yeah. All right, well, Planned Parenthood has uh, made the news a lot. That's why that, this myth is so important. And let's, uh, it's good news, bad news. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the good news. So uh, Muskegon County has kicked Planned Parenthood out of their uh, county building, yeah. which is great news. Now, um, the county, sadly, is not you know chock full of pro-life activists. We think that would be great if their county commission were like, rabid, diehard pro-lifers. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. But uh, this was a simple case where all they wanted was their county health department to make full use of their county health building. Yes. <laughs> now that's Seems simple logic. Sense. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, as far as I can understand, um, I don't think this was talked about so much, but I don't think that they're very happy with what Planned Parenthood does there. Uh, they only serve a few clients a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really uh, restricting what the health department can do. It was uh, preventing them from doing some things, specifically with uh, HIPAA violations, you know, 
uh, patient privacy is important mm -hmm. and Planned Parenthood was like sniffing down and everything that they do because they were sharing the space yeah. and so they you know they didn't want to violate their patients privacy um, it's just a simple thing like Planned Parenthood can go elsewhere they make all yeah. this money um, you know they make over a billion dollars in revenue every year uh, their last in their last annual report their profit was almost a quarter of a billion dollars yeah. they could buy a city block <laughs> in Muskegon yeah um, and uh, so the county successfully kicked him out by a vote of six to two. It would have been seven to two if one of the commissioners uh, hadn't have been sick that day. Uh, but Planned Parenthood tried to make a big stink. Mm -hmm. um, they tried to talk about all these services that they do that are declining. Um, but the fact of the matter is they are so heavily political. They yeah. are the largest abortion provider in the United States. They're the leader of the abortion movement. If we, any bill that we put having to deal with abortion before the legislature is always opposed by Planned Parenthood. Right. Partial birth abortion ban, um, anything that you can think of. And now we, we talk about all these Born Alive Acts, uh, the Born Alive Act in the U.S. on the federal level to stop uh, you know, abortion facilities from basically letting children who survive mm -hmm. botched abortions from dying. Planned Parenthood doesn't support that. Yeah. They, you know, uh, they don't really have a right to uh, a government building. They're not right. a government agency, are they? No. I mean, they practically are. Maybe they are. They make so much money from taxpayers. They're a de facto yeah. arm of the government. Um, they even show up and speak at the Democratic National Convention. Um, I mean, it's like, could you imagine the NRA being in a government <laughs> building? No. Could you imagine us having an office in the government no, building? that would be nice. And maybe. I suppose Planned Parenthood's argument is, well, but we provide these services to women. It's like, okay. Can a pro-life pregnancy center be in a government building? Right. What do you think? How would Planned Parenthood react to that? Oh, they would. They, they would, would freak go out. Bonkers. They would. They would go bonkers. Yeah. They would try to shut down their pregnancy center. Definitely. They wouldn't just try to kick them out of the building. They want to. They would drive them out of business. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's good that Muskegon County made this decision. Uh, Planned Parenthood activated a bunch of people to try to harass the commissioners and to saying don't take why do you hate women and don't take their health care away yeah. even, you know even though it's a health care building <laughs> right they didn't explain to their people that oh well muskegon county wanted to do this because uh they want the their county health department to use the space i think most planned parent supporters if you made that clear to them even people yeah. who agree with us disagree with us on pretty much every issue would say okay i can see how that makes sense right 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 hopefully yeah but you know, again, their public relations strategy is not to inform their people. Yeah. It is to confuse their people. Yeah. And make them dependent on them, on their statements. Um, only, their, only their public statements. Right. Not the annual reports. <laughs> the worst thing you can do for a Planned Parenthood supporter is let them read your own annual report yeah. and start to draw these inconvenient conclusions <laughs> like, you know, we're sacrificing our other services to increase abortions. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the bad news with Planned Parenthood in the news is uh, they have found a judge, as they always do, yeah. in their lawsuit against uh, the Protect Life rule, which was a rule change from the Trump administration that mirrored a uh, rule change that the Reagan administration uh, was able to do, where uh, Title X money, which is supposed to be for family planning in the law, it's specifically not supposed to go for abortion, mm -hmm. uh, Planned Parenthood sucks up a lot of that Title X money, 
according to the law, spirit of the law, it's they're supposed to have separate facilities. Mm -hmm. None of that money should be used for abortion in any way. In reality, if you give Planned Parenthood money, um, you know, they're going to provide that family planning service in the same room that they're going to do yeah. uh, abortion counseling and whatnot, same staff. There's no meaningful separation of the money. Yeah. And so this Title X rule is very straightforward. Uh, the Protect Life rule says they have to keep it separate. It's what the law was originally passed, what it's mm -hmm. supposed to mean. And then interestingly, the United States Supreme Court has ruled on this type of law uh, rule change in a case called rust versus sullivan a vi two pro-abortion justices voted with the majority to uphold this rule that mm -hmm. they should be able to keep it separate right and so the supreme court now is not only is that a precedent catherine but yeah. the supreme court now is much more pro-life or uh which really means much more sane and reasonable <laughs> right. um, or fair fair is the best word to use mm -hmm. there uh, than they were before, yet Planned Parenthood found a judge in their back pocket, an mm -hmm. Obama appointee. Uh, he didn't only uh, issue a ruling to stop the rule change from taking place, but he made some public statements about it, like, oh, this is, basically, this is garbage. Yeah. Is it the role of a federal judge to uh, express his personal policy opinions? Yeah about uh you know rule changes and regulations and whatnot i didn't i didn't think so you didn't it's get not that what in, i was told not not in social <laughs> studies when you were in school yeah okay no. um you know, i didn't get that either you know um and uh i could be mistaken but very sarcastic today aren't we <laughs> yeah um i could be mistaken but aren't federal judges at the district and circuit court level supposed to generally follow clear Supreme Court precedent. I thought so. Exactly. And uh, if you have a precedent established by, with the help of pro-abortion justices, mm -hmm. isn't it reasonable to assume that the Supreme Court is going to hold the same thing today? Probably. And stick to their old precedent? Yeah. Um, is there anything in the Constitution that says Planned Parenthood should get our <laughs> money? I didn't, I haven't found it. I have not found it. I keep looking. They tell me it's in the emanations of the penumbra uh, or something like that. Um, still trying to look for a good dictionary definition of those words. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but uh, it's somewhere in there, apparently. This judge has found in the Constitution and has found a fatal flaw in Rust versus Sullivan, I'm sure. Oh, yes. that was, I'm sure that was his first thought was when he got this case was, you know, Russ versus Sullivan got it all wrong. Yeah. And we should really evaluate how our Title X rules work. Definitely. That's, that's what he was thinking. Oh. <laughs> Just so cynical. Um, <laughs> well, so, uh, of course, they found a pro-abortion judge to do their bidding. Now, uh, we can be confident that this rule will eventually be upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court um, or even by a, a circuit court. Hopefully they could try to, you know, fast track it and say and get rid of this stay because it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. But that's not really their strategy, Catherine. What do you think their strategy is? What is it? I'm not. Oh, you got to think like <laughs> I'm that. I'm not even gonna guess. <laughs> so uh, they just need to delay it long enough yeah. until they get a pro-abortion president there to change the rule. So the, the goal is not to actually to win a legal case. It's to manipulate our legal system as an 
as a uh, auxiliary method of doing politics. Yeah. Uh, it sounds so honest, doesn't it? Does. It does. And so reasonable <laughs> and so logical. <laughs> All right, well, we better quit it before my sarcasm here breaks. Um, that's all we have then for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again in two weeks, hopefully with some more news about our dismemberment abortion ban. Have a wonderful spring Michigan weekend.